Hello. Hello. And welcome. Welcome. To Sweet Sweet Death. This is our second time. This is our second attempt. But for you, the first. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm Heather. And I'm Laura. Sweet Sweet Death. Yeah, second attempt. It just stopped. And it the line was blinking at me. And we were talking about Dahmer and my parents and <laughs> all kinds of fun <laughs> stuff that were probably not that interesting. Yeah. But yes, anyway, my parents don't want me to swear on the podcast. I swear like a fucking sailor. I smoke weed. They don't know that I smoke weed on the podcast. They don't know I smoke weed in general. So if they do listen to this, this is going to be a major eye-opening moment for them. And I pray (laughs) to God that they never listen to this podcast. They'll forget. Hopefully they'll be like, what's the name of it again? Like, uh, my favorite murder. Go listen to that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, anyway, we were talking about the Dahmer show on the Netflix and just how weird it is and i don't know if it's just internet hullabaloo or yeah everyone's been going crazy about it yeah so many different opinions yeah i love i keep seeing lots of tiktoks where it's like at first i wasn't gonna watch the Dahmer show because you know there's already so many shows about him and i didn't want to contribute to this but oh my god this show is so fucking good you need to watch it like i'm like yeah fucking right you were gonna watch it don't even right pretend <laughs> it's crazy to know like it did not happen that long ago yeah i know it's weird like seeing the dates pop up i'm like 1992 yeah. fuck i was seven years old and it's like fuck nirvana was still around yeah. then like i don't know yeah, it is pretty crazy. My sister and I were talking about that, too. How it's like, wow, this was just, like, literally, like... Just really not that long ago. Yeah, like, 30, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, well. <laughs> I am 37, and I was seven years old when that happened. So, yeah. It's all that so, up. But we're used to it being, like, oh, the 80s. Or... It seems so long ago. Yeah. Well, like, at work, I was telling... Uh, talking to i was talking to a woman it was like an early 90s tv show and for like some kids program and she was i was like oh man that's like an old show and then she comes out she's like oh it's not that old because she's like 50 yeah (laughs) she was i think very offended that i said how old it was i was like dude but that was literally 30 years ago and she was like oh maybe and i was like well not maybe she was like yeah i know (laughs) and i was like but when i was a kid in the 90s and we were watching like i love lucy that was an old yeah. show and that was only about what 30 or 40 years uh, old at the yeah. time so like it's weird yeah um did you know that there was only 60 years difference between the wright brothers flying the first plane and us landing on the moon huh isn't that crazy yeah shit happens wow. fast yeah. man 60 it's years really fast i'm f- gliding down this hill on this thing that might <laughs> kill me oh what's that i'm landing on the moon yeah. that is pretty crazy wow yeah 60 years man fast yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway Dahmer, watch it yeah it's so good i've also yeah sorry i no, know, no, no, no. i've already told you but watch bullet train if you haven't seen it to I anyone know. out there it's so fucking good like yeah so good i really want to see it it kind of would you say it reminds you of like say a guy Ritchie film or something um it reminded me of a lot of like quentin tarantino actually Ooh, but like okay good like really good i mean his movies are good but like where it's like not all the excess shit like everything in it it like has like meaning and it's like all these different people kind of like flashing like it'll show like the guy kind of like crazy scene with someone then it kind of like flashes back and shows you like oh this is why he's here and like oh okay yeah so it's like an assassin on like the fastest 
train cool. in Tokyo or some shit. And then it's all these other assassins and yeah, just like all the fight scenes. And like, yeah, it's super funny too. Like super hilarious. So, it's so I, good. I love a good violent movie. Yeah. I so do. good, dude. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tarantino, but yeah, he does tend to um, yeah. have a lot of long shots. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I, you could have cut that yeah. in half. <laughs> Easy. Like, yeah. We appreciate your filmmaking. You are a brilliant director, but um, yeah, we don't get it. Even yeah, no. <laughs> and all the feet. Have you seen the honest trailers of a uh, every Tarantino movie ever made? Um, no. It's it's pretty. It's, it's a thing of beautiful beauty, and it's a lot of. They really cover the foot shots. Oh yeah. Like I think you were the one that told me. Yeah. You're like he had a foot fetish. I was like, what? No. You were like Heather. Think of all the feet in that fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. That was so weird. I feel like right after like I was talking about that, all of a sudden that movie, that like trailer thing was made yeah. about like the feet. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's really true. Um, Man. Oh, boy. I got nothing going on. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, Should, trying to oh, think. I said uh, something really dumb at work. You know how I, I'm always getting like letters mixed up and I sound like a crazy person yeah. at the time. But like. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to say, it was like, oh, hey, like, I was trying to say, I'll just say names, whatever. Um, I was like, Paula, if I were to fight Jocelyn, would you have her back or something? And instead, it was something like, Paula, if Jocelyn and I were to fart. And I was like, wait, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. So, like, yeah. Just add it to the list of dumb shit that I say. It's uh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> What is it? I like to say weird things to the customers because I can. Yeah. But like something like, uh, oh, well, did I have already said this? But I was like, anything's free if you run fast enough. Like, I don't remember in what context I yeah. said that, but I said it. Um, I don't know. I just say very awkward things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I tell you about the girls that came in with the weird sodas from Rocket Fizz? No. Okay. So, like, these two chicks come in and they've got Rocket Fizz because, you know, like, they have all kinds of crazy drinks there. It's like gravy flavored. They have, like, joke flavored oh, sodas. Ew. But they also have, like, really delicious ones, like yeah. chocolate soda and, like, really unique sodas from everywhere. Um, So, they're buying a cake. And then we were talking about Rocket Fizz. And then she was like, uh, yeah, we're going to go home and give them to our boyfriends. And I was like, ha, 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 yeah, that's funny. Like, one was, like, ranch-flavored. The yeah. other one was, like, bean-flavored. Ew, <laughs> so, yeah. It sounded <laughs> so gross. And I was like, yeah, you guys can just, like, pour it in, a, like, ice water, you know, yeah. or, you know, some ice, and they'll they'll totally drink it. They were like, yeah, that's a great idea. After a hard day's work, here you go, honey. And then they start leaving, but I can't just, like, stop, you know? So I very awkwardly, I was like – you ladies have a good day tormenting the men in your life. And they like, I remember the one girl stopped at the door and then she just like kept watching. She was like, I don't want to talk yeah. to this person anymore. <laughs> yep. It's like the conversation's over and you keep going. Oh my yeah. gosh. That kind of reminds me, even though this was like kind of different, but um, Dylan and I went to this restaurant called T-Birds. Have you oh, been yeah. there? So, like, yeah. T-Birds, tequila, or it's tacos yeah. and shit, Yeah, right? it was, like, yeah. tacos and stuff, yeah. We went there, and, like, our waitress the whole time, she was, like, outside, and then, like, she was, like, one of those people who was, like, she was, like, kind of annoying, and then was, like, yelling at us from across the restaurant, like, you guys have everything? You good? Oh, my Sorry, God. Sorry, I'm with everyone outside. Like, literally, uh. <laughs> like, 20 feet away, like, and we're, like, okay. Yeah, we're fine. Like, and then um, she comes and, like, 
someone had like already been complimenting sorry this is just a little side story within the story had already complimented dylan earlier that day like this is the closest i'm gonna be to thor or whatever and i was really like oh my yeah. god <laughs> shut up like yeah he, he, he already has a big head right and then um so then she's like oh may i just say you have amazing hair or whatever to dylan and i was like oh my okay. god i was like here we go everyone just boosts him up all day <laughs> yeah. and then she was like oh you're gorgeous too or whatever like, like oh wow sloppy yeah. seconds thank you and i was like i wasn't even i didn't want to compliment i was just saying stop complimenting him because he yeah. doesn't fucking need it or you know? <laughs> but yeah she was like complimenting me whatever it was like fucking awkward it's like okay so then we leave and i had asked her like for the check or whatever like okay since you're busy or whatever so we leave we literally like walked to novus mortem or whatever mm-hmm. i bought like this little specimen kit it was cool and actually the chick there the lady who owns it um said they're gonna have like a death heads pinning like class or whatever okay. she's like follow her instagram and all that and said they do a whole bunch of cool stuff like at the studios and like nights where they get together and drink and shit and i was like okay like and do shit with bugs yeah so anyways we like went into this we were there for like 30 minutes like walking around like downtown and then we ended up walking back because we were going back to the car so we walked back past the restaurant and our waitress the crazy waitress was like bye guys thanks for coming in oh and dylan and i were both like uh we left like 30 minutes ago but uh, okay that's funny yeah uh, yeah was, well done waitress we just like didn't say anything we're like uh, <laughs> yeah. bye yeah fucking people hey will you hand me that lighter i don't have one where is it oh it's on that uh the table behind you oh thank you so much standing yeah oh that's cute right sorry it's okay <laughs> people need to hear this this is important. Yeah. My friend, uh, while she was driving to Alabama or wherever the hell the other day, mm-hmm. or it was like a week ago, she texted me. She's like, what's the name of your podcast again? I was like, oh, God, uh, <laughs> you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> and then she was like, no, really send it to me. She Because she's been talking about starting a podcast with her friend, like mm-hmm. a little anime podcast. That's cute. And so, yeah, they're going to like watch shows and then review them or something mm-hmm. like that. So she's like send it to me so then i sent it to her she said she listened to like the louisiana voodoo one or cool. whatever she's yeah. like it inspired me to start my podcast Aww. or whatever and then i was like oh that's cool and then i was worried i was like well hopefully it wasn't like oh like they did so bad like right. i could have a podcast but <laughs> no <laughs> if these two bozos can have a podcast i'm sure i could have one too but and yeah. she's not wrong <laughs> I, I was like telling my friends so i finally so the next episode we do, I think I'm going to use a story that she suggested. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to use, like, your story for my podcast. And she was like, what's it called again? And I was like, okay. I gave her the name. And yeah. I was like, just know it's, like, real low quality, yeah. man. Like, there's background <laughs> noise. And we hit the table all the time. Yeah. And it's not edited great. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, she was like, well, you better give me a shout out. So I'm not going to give her a shout out yet. She hasn't earned it. Because yeah. I haven't used her story yet. <laughs> but she said she listened to the KKK ones and she liked it. So she oh. was like, it's good. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I hope you mean that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. I have at least one friend who really likes it. So. Yeah. Well, and then it was, uh, well, I don't know that people even give a shit about this. Both yeah. are both our listeners. But like, <laughs> um, so like for the platform, you know, that we use and I go into analytics or whatever and yeah. it shows me numbers and. I just thought I was like, man, all these numbers like disappeared, man. Fuck. Did everyone delete us at yeah. once? And like, 
I didn't realize it's automatically set up for 90 days. So I, oh. I'm only looking at like what's been the past 90 days. Oh, Cause I was like, okay. where are these fucking people go? Yeah. Like, ouch, it hurts a little, yeah. but you know, whatever it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. We uh, will put little to no effort to improving this. This yeah. is the best that we can do. Maybe, maybe we'll get better. <laughs> Someday we might have like a intro song. Yeah. That would be cool. I know. And a how, but we're recording a place where there's not cats and a dog. Yeah, and it's like a quiet, room <laughs> right like meant for recording yeah. you can't hear the fridge kick on and like a <laughs> yeah. car rev by and because yeah. we live in a bad neighborhood full of a cat trashy mm. people oh yeah cats jumping up on the <laughs> fucking table pieces of shit uh, um god i really hope my parents don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh other than that uh, i don't yeah. know not a lot going on so me we could just get to going man if you want yes sorry i burped if anyone okay. heard that no, I okay not. so as we were talking about Dahmer, mm-hmm. which you know everyone knows who he is or was whatever and the new shoot show that came out with evan peters my love um anyways so um yeah, I just felt like with him being, like, everyone's, like, favorite new serial killer. Like, I don't want to use the word favorite, yeah. but I just feel like it was the same with, like, Ted Bundy. Popular? Yeah, popular, like, most interesting, whatever. So, I thought since I kept, like, seeing everyone talk about it, which I've also been seeing lots of TikToks where it's, like, people who are, like, talking about, like, feeling bad for him and stuff, which I'm what? just, like... No! It's crazy because of that show, especially because, like, in his interviews, he's just so emotionless like yeah and so this is what i did like, yeah he just like has no feeling but yeah so i'm not going to talk about him because obviously there's like twenty thousand documentaries about him and yeah. movies and whatever the fuck like what would we tell you new yeah literally that like, you couldn't find yeah, yeah so also though shout out to amigo the devil that band that i've been listening to their song yeah. Dahmer does hollywood so good <gasps> cool yeah i'm sorry really quick i just learned that there's a band a ska band called hans gruber and the diehards and i just <laughs> want the people to know about that okay i'm sorry okay all right so um anyways obviously Dahmer's whatever overdone played out but i saw a tiktok that inspired me and i thought it would be kind of cool and hopefully not too many people have talked about this or done it or heard about it whatever but i wanted to talk about Dahmer's own murder because he was murdered in um prison or whatever in the columbia correctional Ooh. institution by christopher scarver have you heard anything no about this? plot twist okay. i'm interested yeah i thought it was kind of cool so um to begin with who was christopher scarver and why was he in prison? So, um, Scarver was born on July 6, 1969, and he was raised in Mil- or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was the second of five children. Um, the highest education he had was high school. He attended James Madison High School, but he had dropped out in 11th grade because he was just kind of like a bad kid, you know, in school. Like one of those kids, you know, is always giving a teacher a hard time. Um, and he was also kind of getting into drugs and alcohol and had discipline issues. So he dropped out. Um, and then shortly after that, he was kicked out of his house that he lived at with his mom because he was an alcoholic and had a drug problem. And she didn't want him being like a bad influence to his younger siblings since he was like the second oldest. Um, and so then I guess his pregnant girlfriend had been living with him. So both him and his pregnant girlfriend got kicked out of the house. Um, and like, yeah, nine months later, they had their son, which... 
um i'm just gonna say now but i had read about the son and he actually like ended up doing like really good for himself like while his dad was like because he ended obviously ended up in prison like but he had like written to him and like inspired him to like go to school get an education all the stuff so his kid ended up like having a good life but that's nice anyways yeah so um chris was black and um as obviously as i'm sure like most black people in america face like racial discrimination and injustices and so that kind of like left an impact on him and he like mentioned it in an interview just like being a kid and stuff and shit like that happening to him so but it's gonna have like a bigger part in the story later on so i just had to say that um mm-hmm. so in hopes of starting a career just trying to do better for himself um he was hired as a trainee carpenter in a wisconsin conservation corps program and it was going pretty well for him um and he was even told by his supervisor named edward Patts that if he did well and completed the program that he would be hired full-time so however um that guy edward Patts, whatever the fuck his name was was dismissed which resulted in chris never getting this full-time position that he was promised so kind of just like brought him down especially like already having a hard time and stuff in life so on june 1st 1990 he went to the um job corps place program office whatever and found the site manager john fayan i think that's how you say his name um and this is a guy who had replaced edward Patts, and an employee named stephen lawman and he held lawman at gunpoint and began to demand or demand money from him and Lawman offered Scarver $15, which was all he had in his wallet, but it was more of just an insult to Chris than anything. So he shot him in the head and killed him. Um, and then according to different articles, he said something along the lines like, now do you think I'm kidding? I need more money. But he was already dead. And then he shot him two more times in the head. Um, and then Fayan, the supervisor who had replaced Pats, wrote a $3,000 check to Scarver and then he fled to his car outside, the supervisor, not Scarver. And while he was, like, fleeing to his car trying to get away from him, um, he tried to shoot him, but he ended up missing. So he was eventually arrested, and he told officers that he knew he was wrong for what he had done, but he was going to eventually turn himself in. And then a few months after the shooting, he had told a court-appointed psychiatrist that he didn't know what had possessed him to kill Laman, saying... I don't know what came over me. I was never in any trouble with the law, never in a fight with anyone. And he also stated that the voices that he had been hearing probably as a result of his drug and alcohol problem had told him he was the son of God and, quote, told me to do what I'm here for today. He said the voices was a family, including a woman, a man, and a little girl and a boy had told him everything was going to be all right and it was meant to happen like this. They told him, he said, that I'm the chosen one. He was later diagnosed with schizophrenia and was said to have been suffering from the, is it? I don't even know. It's like the delusions of, like, God kind of thing, like, messianic or... That sounds yeah. right. I wish I could give okay. you the answer to that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity at his trial but psychiatrists disagreed on whether he was competent or not um and despite all of this scarver was convicted and sentenced to life in prison and he was sent to columbia correctional institution in portage wisconsin in 1992 and this is where he would meet and eventually kill jeffrey dahmer but also another inmate inmate by the name of (laughs) another inmate (laughs) Um, by the name of Jesse Anderson. 
So Anderson was raised in Alton, Illinois, and he graduated from Alton High School in 1975. He married a woman named Deborah in 1980 before eventually divorcing her in 1985, and this was the same year that he would graduate from Elmhurst College. On March 30th, 1985, he remarried to a Barbara E. Lynch in Chicago, Illinois, before they both moved to Cedarburg, Wisconsin, with their three young children. Um, so on April 21st, 1992, the couple went to TGA TGI Fridays outside of a mall in northwest Milwaukee. And soon after leaving, Anderson claims that in the mall parking lot, two young black men attacked both him and his wife, Barbara. Um, he was treated for several stab wounds to the chest, while his wife, who was just 33 at the time, was stabbed at least 21 times in the Whoa. face, head, and upper body. Yeah, so... And her cause of death was stab wounds to the brain, according to, Whoa. yeah, the medical examiner's report. Um, she had gone into a coma, and she ended up dying two days after the attack, and all of his wounds were superficial, and, yeah, it was just, hmm. like, obvious, like, oh, Very suspicious. Yeah. So, um, and so as evidence to support these claims, Anderson had a Los Angeles Clippers baseball cap that was found in the parking lot of the mall that he claimed he had knocked off of one of the attackers. And then detectives, I guess just a few days after this, were contacted by a Tommy Miles, who he recognized the hat from a newscast as one that he had sold on the afternoon of the killing, um, like, to a man resembling Anderson. So basically Anderson had like just gone up to this guy and was like, can I buy your hat? Like in plans of like murdering mm -hmm. his fucking wife. Um, and Miles made a positive identification describing a grease stain on the inside of the cap. And according to the district attorney's criminal complaint, he said Anderson approached him in the same mall <laughs> and offered him $20 for the hat. Uh, two others also identified Anderson as a man who had approached Miles about the hat, police said. Meanwhile, police were contacted by the owner of a military goods store in Milwaukee about the murder weapon. The owner of the PEX store, James DeShazer, mm. said his clerk had sold a knife resembling, resembling the murder weapon more than a month earlier to a man who resembled Anderson. It was the only store in Milwaukee that sold that type of knife. And it was a bright red knife with a four-inch blade and a separate like scaling blade for fish or something like that. And it was atta attached to the blade. I don't know. And then... Um, Anderson had claimed that he had, like, pulled this from his chest after the attack, and that's how he had it or something like that. I don't mm. know. So what he thought was going to be, like, the biggest forms of evidence proving his innocence actually turned out to point, like, all the fingers to him. And, um, yeah, so on April 29th, he was charged with murder, and then on August 13th, he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 60 years. So, as fate would have it all, the three men, Dahmer, Anderson, and Scarver, would all be contained in the same adult male maximum security correctional facility in Portage, Wisconsin. So, on the morning of November 28, 1994, they were all assigned to work detailed together. And just to recap, we have Jeffrey Dahmer, who was known for killing men of both like black and Hispanic descent. Basically anyone but white men because there's easier targets for him, as everyone mm -hmm. knows. And then Jesse Anderson is literally a guy who tried to pin the brutal murder of his wife on two black men. And then Christopher Scarver, who's just an unstable black dude who had already like been pissed off about all these racial injustices that he felt he had faced and probably did face. And yeah. Right. So um, they all end up 
being like put together on like cleaning duty or cleaning detail um and the restrooms in the prison gymnasium and while on this cleaning detail they were left unattended by the guards for almost 20 minutes and during this time scarver got into a discussion with both Dahmer and anderson regarding Dahmer's crimes against african-american individuals and anderson trying to pin his murder on the two black men um, this eventually resulted in Scarver bludgeoning the two men with a steel bar oh, that he had grabbed from the weight room. Scarver followed Dahmer to the locker room where he then bludgeoned him and then he tracked down Anderson doing the same. They both were severely wounded. Dahmer died en route to the hospital while Anderson was hospitalized and then died two days later just like his wife which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and then Scarver was even quoted just a few years earlier before all of this saying nothing white people do to black or blacks is just. And so again, Scarver later claimed that he was instructed by God to kill Dahmer. And after the murder, Scarver was confined in Wisconsin Supermax for three years and received two more life sentences for the murders. Um, he would eventually bring a suit against officials of the Wisconsin Secure Program Facility in which he argued that he had been subject to cruel and unusual punishment contrary to his constitutional rights, claiming that he had been in solitary confinement for 16 years, further aggravating his mental illness, and had even tried to commit suicide twice, once by setting himself on fire. Whoa. Yeah, and I found this weird article talking about all of it, and he was just, like, super pissed and said that, like, after the Dahmer murder that they just kept him locked away but they ended up dismissing it I think just because they said like well like in the treatment of someone who's also a murderer and like ill yeah there's like only so much they can do so um yeah a district court judge dismissed the suit against several of the defendants and ruled that the actions of the remaining officials could not be considered unlawful scarf scarver unsuccessful you can do it, man. <laughs> Unsuccessfully appealed the decision in 2006. And later, federal dis district court judge Barbara Crabb ordered that Scarver and about three dozen other seriously mental, mentally ill inmates be relocated from the Wisconsin facility. Uh, Scarver was eventually relocated to the Centennial Correction Facility in Colorado, which I think he's still there today unless he died or was moved. So it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, that was the murder of Jeffrey Dahmer and Jesse Anderson and kind of the karmic justice brought about by fate and Christopher Scarver. All right. And yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool. So, I mean. No, that is interesting. Like, I genuinely wonder, did it, did any of the articles get into like what the response was by the public? That if people were like, yeah, fuck Dahmer, we're glad he's dead. Like, no, I didn't actually look oh, at any damn. of that, but I wonder like what people thought about it. I'm sure they were happy, like, because I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like justice and weird. Well, hearing it now, it, up. this sounds really bad. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I'm dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, look, we live, we die. Like, yeah. sometimes really, really bad things happen. But when a bad thing happens to a bad person, yeah. I feel less bad about it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, huh, like, I wanted to find more murders of, like, people in prisons, like, who had yeah. done, like, bad shit. Just kind of, like, retribution. But Right. Yeah. Only like, if huh. they really deserve yeah. it, though. Yeah. yeah. Not, um, like, some, like, sad little... I know, dude. There's too many of those stories, person, you know. Like, smoked weed or something. And then, yeah. Yeah. Or not even, dude. Maybe I should cover Khalif uh, Browder. That's a super fucked up story. This kid that um, 
went to prison for I think years on Rikers Island. He never even had a trial. Like he was just suspected of stealing a backpack. And the person that was supposed to be the witness to come and be like, yeah, that's the guy that stole my backpack. Never even found a backpack on wow. him. Don't know if he ever had it. Yeah. But he was on Rikers Island, oh which is a notoriously dangerous yeah. prison. This kid who might or may or may not have stolen a backpack. Oh, my God. You know, um, super fucked up. I th- the kid ended up taking his own life. Like, obviously, Aww, he yeah. he ended up getting out of prison, but he was all fucked up, yeah. you know? So, oh, my gosh. For maybe stealing a backpack. Maybe stealing a backpack. Wow. Yeah, so supposed to have access to a, you know, fair and speedy trial in this country, but yeah, not for that kid. It's oh, depressing. Sorry, yeah. I feel like my story was so short. It was like no, I think mine's gonna be short. When... <laughs> I've, I, I think... was excited to talk about it. I think I went too fast. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm probably gonna like speed through all mine right. as we all know. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, mine was a little bit different uh mine was a big old fire that happened um in wisconsin nice. uh, let me move my thing down i should have positioned this better okay all right so wisconsin the peshtigo fire and i kept calling it peshtigo it just looked <laughs> like that's how it was supposed to be said and then i watched a big old long interview and they definitely oh. said peshtigo so if i say it the wrong way i'm sorry all right On October 8th, 1871, a fire was consuming the city of Chicago. The telegraph lines were abuzz with the news. Over 300 lives were claimed that night, thousands of buildings destroyed, taking three square miles of the city with it. Little do people know, though, that America's deadliest wildfire was happening at literally, like, the exact same time as the Chicago fire. This happened on the exact same night. Wow. Um, But it was in Wisconsin. Um, So today it is thought that the Peshtigo fire took anywhere between 1,200 and 2,000 lives. So, yeah, it was really fucked up. It destroyed 16 towns, burned over a million acres, and it took 2 billion trees with it. So, yikes. Uh, though Peshtigo was not the only city to burn, it had the highest casualties, which is why it ended up being called the Peshtigo Fire, the city alone losing over 800 residents. But the same things that caused the Peshtigo Fire also caused the Chicago Fire, which was severe droughts, a strong wind, and mankind's foolish recklessness. Uh, Peshtigo was just an average lumber town. It had been growing steadily with a high, uh, higher demand needing to be met out of the lumber industry. Chicago was a growing city, and Peshtigo provided it with plenty of wood. The city of Peshtigo was built around uh, a purchased sawmill, which consisted of 97 saws, a grits mill, a machine shop, and a wood factory that produced shingles, tubs, buckets, and broom handles. Uh, the town was almost entirely owned by William Ogden, who also ended up being the first mayor of Chicago. Um, so there wasn't really a procedure or rules of any kind when it came to the lumber practices. Uh, late 19th century logging was like messy business. You can look up photos of like what it looks like after loggers are done um, clearing off a chunk of forest. And it's like, and by messy, I mean like these companies did not clean up anything. Like not even one twig would be removed. Yeah. Like it was I just can't even describe the mess. Like, you should look at pictures. Um, And if they didn't do that, like, they would at least stack it up and do burning and slashing. Um, So, yeah, it it was just (laughs) – 
they, it was just so messy. Like, I can't even describe how messy this shit was and, like, how careless and reckless they were. They didn't give a shit um, because there was, like, there were no rules, no regulations. It was totally, like, cowboy country, it feels like, almost. Um, so the common practice at the time was for the loggers to leave the mess to whomever they would sell the land to. So if someone wanted to farm on it, which was often the case, um, the logging company would have a quick turnaround where they'd clear, like, get all the what they needed off uh, the land and then sell it off. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really kind of sweet deal. And then they didn't have to pick up their mess because if you wanted the farm land, like you get to do it. Um, So, but that just meant like dry logs everywhere. And then the slashing and burning too, like a lot of times when people did slash and burn, and in the middle of a fucking forest or whatever, well, not forest, cleared forest, but still you're surrounded by dry twigs and everything. They would just light it on fire and then walk away. Like, well, okie dokie, we're good. (laughs) Uh, so the one major thing working against Peshtigo was the fact that the entire town, and I mean literally the entire town, was made out of wood. Uh, with your manufacturing of wood products, in addition to all the dry wood sitting around, they would produce an insane amount of sawdust. Like, he, the guy that I watched the, um, talk on, he said it was, like, mountains of sawdust. Um, and it was to the point... Oh, and also, sorry, so the factory making all these products was the largest of its kind in the world, employing hundreds in town. But to get rid of the sawdust, the city was like, oh, let's line the sidewalks with all this sawdust, of which the sod, like the sidewalks were also made of wood, like the streets were made of wood, like everything was fucking <laughs> made of wood. And then they were like, well, let's just sprinkle sawdust all over the sidewalks. And then they still had a ton. They sprinkled the streets with it. So now you have just sawdust fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um, highly flammable and especially again the middle of a drought it had not i mean it's i by the time the fire hit it had been three months since any rain had hit that ground so anyway back in those days everything if mechanized was run off of steam so it was either wood or coal powered um by the time of the great fire oh i already said that sorry i get ahead of myself it had been three months instead of rained (laughs) just weeks before the fire many people had been complaining about the thick smoke in the air uh so i you know there were just fires everywhere all the time i guess like because of the slashing and burning um like people were just used to smokiness and like it's always like just grungy (laughs) i just i don't know seems like a very grimy time to be alive you know (laughs) um so just weeks before the fire many oh many people have been claiming (laughs) the smoke was so bad that schools were letting children out early because the kids were having a hard time breathing oh and seeing gosh. the chalkboard. Uh, yeah, dude. It's well known that there were multiple active fires around. And from the data collected at the time, they said there was a low front coming in, which according to science means high winds. So high mm. winds during a drought pretty much guarantee fires. Mm. Um, on October 8th, 1871, the people of Peshtigo were getting ready for bed. But there was a familiar red glow coming from the southeast. Those that knew understood a fire was coming, but really never could have predicted the magnitude of this fire. They innocently went to retrieve the city's pumper truck, just one little pumper truck, to extinguish the flames. Uh, By the time they got to the truck and took it out, the southern and western portions of the town were gone. So this was not an ordinary fire. This was a firestorm. What's a firestorm, you ask? This is a pretty rare thing to happen, and the Peshtigo fire was the first firestorm ever recorded in American history. It means that the heat from the fire was so intense and gaining so much momentum that it 
created its own wind system. So the heat rises really rapidly from the fire, and as the air moves upward, it leaves behind empty space. Air from all around the fire rushes in to fill the gap, creating an updraft. The winds in Peshtigo were between 70 and 100 miles per hour, filled with hot ash, cinders, and debris. People could not see shit, so they tried to make it to the river. Um, Peshtigo had this big river running through the center of it, so despite the fact that both sides of the town are on fire, like, it's hard to see. Everybody thinks the other side of the river is the safer place to be. So then everybody jams onto the one bridge that they have. Um... So it's filled with people, wagons, and horses, and it creates this insane traffic jam. They didn't realize that the bridge was on fire, too, so now it's all loaded up with lots of people, animals, and possessions, and then the bridge gives way, and it just dunks everybody into this freezing river. Um, In addition to people finding safety in the river, livestock and wild animals also had the same idea. So it's an animal's first instinct, human or otherwise, to to run to water. Um, People were trying to stay afloat, but there's like flailing horses and cattle and deer and other animals. I don't really know, but (laughs) it really, I cannot imagine like the scene of like like fires. Horses. Yeah. God, and rivers. Some witnesses say they saw families get trampled down by panicked animals running to the river. Like, it was every man and animal for himself. Um, But not only are people dodging horses and fire and shit, they're having to stay away from burning debris in the river. So, like, as they're gasping for air, you know, there's smoke everywhere, fire. uh, There's burning shit coming towards you in the water. Um, So, in this river, though, even though it seems like there's safety there, people were still fighting for their lives. So, out of habit from fire experience, many people brought blankets with them, knowing that they could soak the blankets in water and then use it as a protective barrier over their heads. Um, even those in the river were having, I mean, even if they had a blanket that they could soak and then put over their head, it would literally only be a few minutes before the surface of the blanket would be dry and then it would just start to catch on fire. Um, so people were continuously having to soak themselves after choking on smoke. Mm -hmm. Uh, the bell from the local church had been blown off and was partially melted when found in some in some areas, sand had been turned into glass. Wow. Uh, the fire had spread so quickly that some survivors said they were barely outrunning it by way of wagon and carriage, even though they were going top speeds. Uh, there were reports of people bursting into flames despite not being close enough to the fire to have done so. What? I Yes. <laughs> Dude. So it's called a flashover. Yeah. This is the technical term. Or I'm sorry, the technical definition. Uh, it's when a thermally driven event during which every combustible surface explodes to thermal radiation in a compartment or enclosed space rapidly and simultaneously ignites. Those words I did not understand, but the internet says that it translates to the air exploding. Whoa. So, like, think of all that sawdust in the air, too. And then uh, trees, they said, were, like, exploding, too. Just, like, boom, just, like, bursting because it was so hot. I think I read one place that they said it was, uh, like... 1900 degrees or something like that like for certain parts that were really really hot um sorry i was looking at the thing to make sure it didn't stop on me uh so other other people tried to find safety in like just anywhere that they could so many dove into wells um whether they had water in them or not hoping that the stones surrounding them would keep them from burning and it did keep them from burning but unfortunately they didn't realize that with the firestorm it's it was sucking all the oxygen out of the well so people just suffocated to death in the wells um so yeah and then 
also there were literal fire tornadoes um like pillars of fire were from the sky to the ground and all i could think was like that's some biblical shit. That's man. what I was about to say. Like, it sounds like you're about to get sent to hell Dude, or something. Right. Like, Dude, that's what I was thinking. Like, can you imagine? Okay, so, like, it's obviously a very religious. We yeah. all believe in the supernatural shit at the time. I would really think, like, oh, I've been sent to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've died. I am in hell currently. Horses, like, running past Dude. you wildly. <laughs> fucking fire tornadoes. Dude. Like, screaming. Like, like oh I, I guess I just got to walk into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. So one example of how hot the fire was, was that on the same night in a stone cellar, someone had their Bible out. I guess, I don't understand how it did it, but it, it somehow preserved itself. But the heat was so intense that it carbonized the book. So if you were to look at it, it would look like it would just crumble in your hands. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like this ashy type paper. But I guess in realistically, it's like hard as a rock. You uh-huh. can like knock on it because it just carbonized. Wow. Um, and then it said money, uh, you know, coins and stuff were melted together because it was just so hot. Um, so Peshiga wasn't the only city to catch on fire that night. I guess in Green Bay, people were able to escape by boat. They said that even a mile out, there was still hot ash raining down on them. The Chicago fire and Peshiga fires were not unrelated. And then I feel bad. There was a quote by someone. I have them in here. And it was... <laughs> It was like a quote by, and then I left it blank because I thought I would go back and figure it out, and I couldn't find it. So some dude said, uh, fires have swept more or less completely along the whole northern frontier and uh, from the Rocky Mountains through Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and even New York and Pennsylvania. So like there were fires everywhere. It was not just the Chicago fire. Um, William Ogden, the man behind the town, lost many of his investments so i guess he lost his ass in chicago and then he really lost his ass with pesh to go so Mm. um because he had developed pesh to go as a way to gain access to cheap lumber so that he could make up you know make more money building up chicago investments uh there was a massive supply chain running from chicago to pesh to go a lot of people blamed ogden and though he probably was some douchey money-grubbing bro he wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary or illegal. Um, it was filthy practices, but, like, everybody's doing it. So, like, mm. you know, I don't think it's his fault. Um, you know, I think he does have some blame. But it's just one of those things where it's like you don't realize how stupid the decision is to leave dry wood everywhere <laughs> yeah. covering a town in sawdust yeah. until yeah. it happens. Uh, so because Peshtigo's one telegraph line had been destroyed, it took two full days for the news to reach was the Wisconsin governor, uh, Lucius Fairchild. Hmm. Um, he was literally on a train to Chicago with supplies to help Chicago recover from their fire, only to learn that his own state had had a massive fire, killing oh, like yes. over four times as many people. Yeah. Um, so they stopped the train, rerouted, and they brought that shit right back. Yeah. They were like, fuck <laughs> you, Chicago. Um so soon after Fairchild redirected funds to go towards recovery, other countries now needed to help, especially those of whom had lost loved ones while they were away from home. Um, so I guess the town was filled with a lot of immigrants. Mm. Um, I think they said like Belgium specifically had yeah. quite an, a large number of people that had uh, been killed in that fire. Hmm. So the town of Peshtigo still exists today, but many of the other towns destroyed that night were gone forever. In fact, by December of 1871, so it hasn't been that long, 
they already had 60 buildings built back up in Peshtigo. And I guess there were like plenty of survivors that did not leave. Um, but from what I can tell, they do celebrate the anniversary of the fire every year. In fact, last year was its sesquicentennial. That means 150 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I had to write that on a cake once. <laughs> it was a very slow process of me checking my spelling over and over. Um, God, I feel like there were a couple more things that like somehow I just left out. But yeah, they they rebuilt. Um, Peshtigo has a fire department now. Uh, <laughs> I, there were some other accounts. There were some crazy accounts that I don't know I, I'm like confused because it's like, well, I thought people couldn't see shit and it was crazy. Yeah. And then there's all these crazy like... eyewitness accounts of things. Yeah. And like maybe it did happen, but there was one where it was like, they said, okay, well, first it said, oh, they found a man with his own throat slit and it looked like he had slit the throat of his children to save oh them God. from burning. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, isn't it this really like hot fire? Wouldn't it like, was there skin left? Like, was there yeah, flesh? Wouldn't like, they just be, like, charred yeah. bones? And they did end up having to, to put a mass grave up. I think there is one spot in somewhere in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, where it's, like, 350 people got buried. Oh, shit, yeah. Just they, completely oh, unidentifiable. Wow. They didn't know. Because, like, they know at least, I think, 1,200 people died. But there were three or 400 that were left unaccounted. And then, again, like, I, no one really got into it. Like, no one talked about it. I guess I could have looked it up. But, like, I don't know if there were any, like, native tribes around. Like, if any of them got counted. I know that mm, sounds yeah. shitty, but it's, like, dense forest, Wisconsin. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, huh. I no one seemed to mention yeah. that. So I was just curious about that. Um, oh, here's my sources. Sorry. Uh, I forgot that. It's okay. You can do yours right after, man. Uh, Chicago Tribune, Christopher Borelli, WisconsinHistory.org, uh, an article from Grunge.com, Marina Manukian, Wisconsin Energy Corporative News, an article by Mary Erickson, Kenosha News, an article by Diane Giles, Washington Post, an article by Michael S. Rosenwald, and then my biggest source was Scott Nickelbein, um, who did a PBS Wisconsin presentation, um, but he also has a book, so he was very knowledgeable on the subject nice go okay mine were um a website called prisonlegalnews.org um and that was just about the whole supermax mental illness thing with that guy um then something from the chicago tribune titled after claiming attack man charged in life stabbing death um the wikipedia page about jesse anderson wikipedia page about christopher scarver um, famouspeople.com biography about Christopher Scarver, the Criminal Minds fandom about Christopher Scarver. I think there was like an episode about him, but I had a whole bunch of stuff about him. And then a um, New York Times article about um, like the Christopher Scarver Dahmer killing. Yeah. yeah. That one's pretty nuts, though. You know, because like I was asking people, I was asking people at work. <laughs> I don't remember yesterday, the day before. It was like, how did he die in prison? And we, we were all guessing. We're like, yeah. was he stabbed? Like, we, yeah. we didn't know. So like, beat to death by... Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. all right with it. Kind of crazy, like, <laughs> that they all got put together. Yeah. But it's like it was faded. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in that. But it is nice, like I said, when bad things happen to bad yeah. people. Like when a serial killer gets murdered. 
yeah kind of weird it's like oh this so this is what it's like yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> oh it doesn't feel good i don't like it <laughs> um but yeah uh did i mention i'm gonna go see lost boys tomorrow mm-hmm. did i say that on the podcast or was i just running my mouth you were just telling me that okay cool nice so yeah i we looked at the f- tickets today and it's like maybe a quarter of the way sold so i'm yeah. hoping for a nice empty theater yeah that'll be that'll be fun because i don't know what year do you think that came out uh, 80s yeah, obviously the 80s. i love my favorite one of my favorite memes is that one where that where it's like nobody and then it says lost boys and it's that dude with like super curly long hair shirtless wearing like leather straps and tight leather pants playing a saxophone and oh. it's like why is this here that's funny <laughs> who the fuck needed I this guy like i've seen that you need that meme i'll go look well, it up you'll just have to watch yeah. the movie first yeah. obviously they're well. only noodles michael <laughs> yeah so this is gonna be i think our shortest episode ever yeah i feel bad that my story was so short but I think we were just excited oh, well. it, yeah it was hard for mine like i will say just because <laughs> it was hard there were survivors, yeah, but I don't think anybody wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Like it seemed like everyone was very silent. Yeah. There was one priest or pastor who said that he was, uh, you know, he I guess he wrote a lot about it, but I didn't look up any of his shit. So yeah, he seemed to have a lot to say. And again, I'm not, I'm sure yeah. lots was accurate, but it was I don't know why it just bothers me where it's like if you couldn't see shit. I don't know. Yeah. He seemed to have a lot of stories. Maybe embellished. That's me being an asshole. So there's that. Okay. I think they're both pretty cool stories. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Signing off. We'll. We'll be back. When we (laughs) get around to it. All All right. right. Bye. Bye.